Everybody's doing the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh! Hello and welcome to Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. This is episode 15 and I'm your host with the most, Justin Lamb. Like every week, I am here discussing great beer and great things or hilarious things or tragically awful things out of the 90s. A decade that will go down in infamy. A transition decade. A decade that started without the internet and ended with the internet and cell phones. What what the hell happened there? Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. We have other subjects that we're going to get to, and I keep saying we because we are a community. Whether you're downloading this in Michigan or California or all the way over in Poland and Portugal and Saudi Arabia, I have a lot of fans, folks. Or maybe I have a lot of bored people with time on their hands and horrible taste in podcasts. Either way, we're all very excited you're here. So today, I have a very special treat for you, and by special I mean slightly annoying. For the beer segment of today's show, I got to go to what's called a cellar event at a pub near me called Blackthorn Pub. This is in Holly, Michigan, and once a year, typically after Christmas, they hold a cellar event where they pull out a bunch of barrels that have been aging in their cellar and uh, they tap them and I drink them. Just me. It's a long night. And this year, I had some really delicious things. Out of the five that I had, four of them were from 2014. One of which is an IPA that ends up tasting like a scotch ale. Yeah, and it was delicious. I cannot stress that enough, as you'll hear in the recording. I do want to apologize ahead of time, though. The audio is a little crappy, as I was recording in a very loud, very crowded pub. I'm one of the biggest nights of the year for that pub, so get excited to hear that. And then we're going to discuss the best thing to happen to cartoons and cable television right at the beginning of the decade. Do you know what it is? Do you have a guess? I hope you do. You can find out more if you keep listening. But until you do... This is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot it over to Justin Lamb at Blackthorn Pub. Justin, go ahead. It is Thursday night and I'm here at Blackthorn Pub in Holly, Michigan. They are known for their amazing food and even better beer selection. And once a year they do an annual cellar event where they pull pony kegs out of the deep freeze or the cellar. I guess it's called the cellar, which is why it's called cellar event. And uh, they do a lot of really nice, old, rare beers. And I'm going to try some of those tonight. It is very loud here, as you can hear. And the beers that I'll be drinking tonight is a 2014 Dogfish Head 120-minute IPA. Clocking it at 18%. It's a little much, but uh, we'll see how that all pans out in the end. The Southern Tier 2014. Uh, that is a, what is it, creme brulee. I honestly got it for the name because I think uh, creme brulee is going to be delicious. And then I have a 2014 Founders Backwoods Bastard. 
2015 Smutty Nose Baltic Porter. That's coming in at 9%. One of the lowest uh, alcohol percentages of these beers. They're all 10 or higher for the most part. And then my final one in my little sampler flight here is Great Lakes, which is out of Ohio. I always think Great Lakes out of Michigan because we have the Great Lakes. But it is Great Lakes Brewing out of Ohio, and it is a 2014 Blackout Stout. And that's coming in at 9% as well. So should be pretty delicious. Excited to try it all out. We'll see how it goes. The 2014 Dogfish Head actually has almost like a like a scotch like a scotch ale aftertaste or maybe even a bourbon barrel age do you taste that yeah so the dogfish had 120 minute from 2014 now tastes more like a like a scotch ale because it has been aging for almost four years it is delicious though especially if you're a fan of scotch or bourbon it's fantastic Number two on my list is Southern Tier Creme Brulee. This is another 2014. If you notice, I got a theme going here. Everything I got except for the smutty nose is uh, 2014. These have been aging for three to four years, depending on when they were brewed and released. And uh, so this is the Southern Tier Creme Brulee. Described as caramelized sugar, vanilla, custard, nicely sweet and balanced, rich and milky, lightly carbonated with brown sugar and vanilla on the nose. I imagine this is going to be delicious. Let's find out. All right, this is one of the most dangerous beers I've ever drank for a couple reasons. First and foremost, it's 9.6%. Uh, second, it is like a cream soda. It is delicious. Holy crap, I could drink this all day long. And that is a drinking problem. <laughs> Up next, number three is the 2014 Founders Backwoods Bastard. This is the first year, uh, 2018, that it's going to be uh, released full-time so you can get it year-round. The founders announced that in December. And this is the 2014 version when it was still out once a year and very hard to find. So we'll see if it still measures up or if it's even four times better for aging for four years. See what I did there? I would say the Backwoods Bastard, honestly, is the same or worse than current versions. Now, that could be based on a bunch of different things. It could have had a bad year that year, or um, it could have just aged where it was the same beer now that it was three, four years ago. So, that one, uh, not very impressive, but at least I can say I had a 2014 Backwoods Bastard uh, in 2018. So, haha, take that. Number four on our sampler flight here is the Smutty Nose 2015 Baltic Porter. Uh, this is the 9% beer. This is big, bold, and smooth with malty flavors reminiscent of coffee, dark fruit, and raisins. We'll see about that. I like me a good porter, though. So the Smutty Nose uh, Baltic Porter is exactly what I would expect from a Baltic Porter. Honestly, uh, I don't think the aging did much to it. It is delicious, but nothing to write home about. So if you do find yourself in a situation where you can try older beers that are rare, maybe skip this one and try something else. And last, but hopefully not least, is the 2014 Great Lakes Blackout Stout. So I'll read the description for this one, because something called a Blackout Stout could literally be anything. 
Bold and dark as Powerless Metropolis, our Russian Imperial Stout commemorates the infamous 2003 blackout that briefly left some 55 million people utterly unplugged. Pitch dark and rich, kindly kindled. <laughs> Pitch dark and rich, kindled with black malt and roasted barley and illuminated by flickers of bitter hops. And I'll tell you, it's a, I wouldn't call it black. It's a dark brown. So right there, you guys are screwing it up. I'm very critical. Um, I mean, that's a good Russian Imperial Stout. It's exactly what you'd expect from a Russian Imperial Stout. Um, hits all the right places. I don't think it got too much from the aging, but uh, it is tasty nonetheless. It's definitely a little bit of uh, the bitter hops. I like that at the end. That's a perfect description. It does have flickers of bitter hops, as it describes. But these are some great beers. Um, some of the other ones that I did not get to try today that they have, uh, 2015 Old Rasputin by North Coast. Uh, Oak-aged Wittershins, which is a barley wine by Left Hand. That's a 2013 Stone, uh, the Russian Imperial Stout. They have a 2014 version of that. They do this stuff all the time up here. So if you find yourself anywhere in northern Oakland County of Michigan, north of Detroit here, stop into Blackthorn Pub and check it out. The food is amazing. The drinks are amazing. The beer selection is always good. And they do these tap takeovers every month um, with really great results. They really have uh, developed these amazing relationships with breweries, not only in Michigan, but around the country. And they get these takeovers with these rare beers you would never even think you get to try without visiting the brewery out in California or Oregon or wherever they get the brewer, uh, beers from. So check it out. It is amazing. Right at downtown Holly. Holly, Michigan, Northern Oakland County. Delicious. Now I'm going to go uh, eat a dry-aged New York strip. 45-day dry-aged. Certified Angus beef New York strip. Green peppercorn brandy sauce. Dad's breakfast potatoes. And fried duck eggs. A little shaky on that last one, but it's going to be delicious, I'm sure. Thanks, guys. Back to myself in the studio. Thanks, Justin. We're back here in the studio, and that sounded delicious. Wish we were drinking those now. But, you know, I already did drink them, and they were delicious, just as I described, except for the bland one. But holy crap, that creme brulee. I'll tell you what, when I stopped recording, I said, screw this flight. Give me one of them creme brulees, because it was so good. So good. I think I would have got a dogfish head, too. But, you know, when you're rocking 18% alcohol, <laughs> it's... It's not always wise to make that your go-to beer for the evening. Each beer is like a glass and a half of wine, and that can't end good. It can't end well. You know, good, well, well, good. Let's move right along.
It was a hot summer August day, August 11th to be exact. It was a Sunday, 86 degrees outside. Uh, We did not have central air yet, so I was raring to get out of the house, I'm sure. As a child and as an adult, I whine like a little baby if I'm too hot. That is a trait that will never leave me. I'm getting off track. 86 degrees. It's Sunday. School's going to be starting up again in a couple weeks. Turn on the TV. Maybe some of your go-to channels when you're a kid. Uh, You get some Sunday morning cartoons on the right station. But then, if you had cable, there was a go-to station for, you know, anyone under the age of... Let's not rule anybody out. Anyone under the age of 16. And depending on your sense of humor in one of these shows, maybe the age of 47 or lower. But Sunday, August 11th, 1991, a three-show cartoon block premiered called Nicktoons. If you're listening to this and you're 17 or 18 or maybe just young and kind of stupid... Nicktoons was not a channel in 1991. Nicktoons was a spectacular premiere event of three specific cartoons. And sure, Hey Arnold, Rocco's Modern Life, these all came later. But these three cartoons that premiered that fateful day, August 11th, 1991, 86 degrees in Detroit, Michigan, if you were curious. Those three shows are The Ren and Stimpy Show, Doug and Rugrats. And these shows went on to pave the way for things you know now like Beavis and Butthead and South Park. These shows went on to pave the way for every other Nickelodeon cartoon that wasn't pre-purchased from Japan. These shows are the stake holding up the tent of entertainment over children young and old. And I want to talk about all three of them. First up. funny who's that crazy kid who knows he's he's a little guy with a big nose and a wild imagination he's got his dog pork chop and he has his alter ego quail man in which his underwear is on the outside of his pants similar to what do we have now underpants kid i don't i don't have kids so i don't follow that stuff but once again original idea from doug Uh, Doug, with everything else, premiered August 11th, 1991, and on Nickelodeon ran until January 2nd, 1994. 
It was later picked up by Disney in 96 and continued uh, until an unknown date. Probably into the 2000s, I would imagine. Uh, Doug is originally voiced by Billy West, who also did Stimpy and later on Ren in the Ren and Stimpy show. And Doug is based on creator Jim Jenkins' Adolescence, which is, I mean, I would imagine the common thread of any cartoon that's about a teenager. The creator is just telling stories about his own teenage life. Like I mentioned, Doug's alter ego is named Quail Man. Uh, I was Quail Man for Halloween once. Kids, it's easy. You get a long sleeve white shirt, okay? You get a green sweater vest, okay? You put a red Q on the front of the sweater vest. I believe I used red electrical tape at the time. You could really do it with anything. Um, especially something not as cheap as red electrical tape. You get a belt. This part's important. And you have to put the belt around your forehead and then let the strap of the belt fall down in front of you. Kind of in front of your face, but above your head still. That's the trademark quail look. And then most importantly, over your cargo shorts, go ahead and put on some tidy whities Congratulations, you are Quail Man. Doug also featured Porkchop, like I said, his dog. Uh, Skeeter Valentine, his best friend. Meet me. Hello, dog. I can't do voices. Uh, Patty Mayonnaise, who the voice of Patty Mayonnaise is the older lady on Orange is the New Black. And if you didn't know that, the second I just said that, you thought of her voice and went, oh my god, you're right. Uh, Roger Klotz. Oh, Roger. That's the bully. He was a douchebag. BB? BB? Baby? I think it's BB. BB Bluff. She was their rich friend. Alan Moose Sleech. Doug's uh, twin friends. They were twins. They were nerdy. They helped him out with some troubles. Judy Funny, Doug's older sister, who was uh, <laughs> the stereotypical like 90s artist, sunglasses, skull cap, snapping instead of clapping, that sort of thing. And then his neighbor, Mr. Bud Dink, which, funny thing, Mr. Bud Dink, uh, his last name Dink, because it wasn't just Bud Dink. I always thought it was one word, but it's Mr. Bud Dink. And Dink, D-I-N-K, is an acronym for dual income, no kids, which is why Mr. Buddink was always getting those crazy contraptions and spending his money wildly. That's the goal, folks. Don't have kids. That way, when you get older, you can spend your money on useless crap and entertain the neighbor kid. It's a lesson for all of us. Uh, but Doug was a the kid who just went through his life and it was his everyday adventures, but then they would get transformed into his imagination where he was Quail Man and his trusty sidekick Porkchop would join him. And that's how he would handle your daily struggles. Doug was actually a great show as an educational show. It was great for kids to, to learn based on watching the episodes and kind of learn how to deal with things the same way you like Boy Meets World would do it and be like, this is the right way to deal with things like, you know, you don't fight people. You, you talk it through or you be the bigger man. Um, all those lessons that, you know, work, but sometimes don't in real life. Um, Doug was great, though. I mean, you just heard that theme song. That's a great theme song. And it was, it was simple. It was drawn well. Perfect. That's why it lasted for so damn long.
Good for you, Doug. Miss you, buddy. you recognized that theme song then you know the next show we're going to talk about is rugrats rugrats also premiered august 11th 1991 it ran on nickelodeon until august 4th 2004 um without argument this was the most successful of the three shows from the original nicktoons lineup um, it, this spawned movies that like actual theatrical movies and straight to video movies and it was just really successful these kids whose parents seemed to always have no clue what was going on and and when i say kids i mean one-year-olds and two-year-olds if you haven't seen rugrats it's pretty amazing uh specifically drawn to be ugly essentially they didn't want uh they didn't want them to be your typical Oh, look at a cute baby. They're just like weird looking. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about still, why are you even listening to this episode? But Rugrats was uh, created by Klasky Supo, who was also animating The Simpsons um, until 92, the year after the Rugrats premiere. And there's a character on there, Ange- uh, Angelica. Angelica was the oldest. So I'm assuming, what, three? Yeah. Tommy was one, Chucky, his best friend, is two, and Angelica was three. And Angelica, who's Tommy's cousin, was a freaking devil lady. Um, She was always doing mean crap to the kids and trying to get them in trouble. She was like the bully of the group. Sometimes they leaned in on that really hard. And uh, one of the creators, Arlene Klasky from Klasky Supo, hated Angelica and constantly was in arguments with the writers about her uh, just regularly. That was... That was their thing. Come to work and argue with the writers about how they wrote Angelica. I mean, she's like a few steps away from just like stabbing children. She was she was pretty much ter- a terror. She was the worst. Uh, but Rugrats won the Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program in 92, 93, and 94. So that should put things in perspective about why this was the most successful of the three shows. If you have kids now... Go find some old Rugrats. Make them watch it. It's probably on one of the streaming services. And if it's not, let this be an open letter to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Get your shit together, man. Rugrats was the best. Go go get it. Go stream it, girl. Go stream it. You want Netflix and chill? No, let's Netflix and Rugrats. Look it up. It's an Urban Dictionary. It's real weird. Um, the kids' parents were constantly oblivious to the kids' activities. They were always getting into all sorts of weird trouble, and parents had no idea. Obviously, there's a lot of imagination from the kids here, and how kids see things, because everything is gigantic to them since they're crawling on the floor and tiny. So, a uh, really funny perspective, and then the, the parents were just super out there because 
They had to write them that way because they had to be oblivious to the kids constantly getting out of their little playpen and getting into trouble without the parents ever even knowing they were gone. The characters included Tommy Pickles, essentially the main character, uh, Chucky, who was his best friend, Phil and Lil, two uh, twins there, and Susie and Angelica. Susie is not on this poster that I have here of Rugrats. Um, Susie was... I want to say Angelica's friend. Sorry, guys. Believe it or not, I have not seen Rugrats in a long time. But that was uh, a fantastic show. So if you have a favorite Rugrats moment, let me know. And another funny thing, after 2004, they did pick up Rugrats as an adolescent show. It takes place like, I think they were 10 years older. And it was called like All Grown Up or some crap like that. Who knows? It's just weird. It's just weird. It's like when they draw Bart Simpson and Lisa Simpson as adults, and you're like, I don't know about this. This is uh, this is freaking me out a little. And then you you know stumble onto the wrong website, and all of a sudden you're watching Simpsons porn, and you just kill yourself because it's it's terrible. It's a terrible road to go down. And on that note, hit it. that song don't you that is the theme song for the ren and stimpy show ren and stimpy show set so many boundaries for or rather i guess broke boundaries for what a cartoon can do on a children's network nonetheless uh i mean this is a show that somehow stayed on the air i mean well it stayed on the air because critically it was amazing but it stayed on the air despite the network constantly having to uh get censors uh standards and practices involved and shutting it down regularly again premiered with everything else august 11th 1991 and ran until december 16th 1995 it's actually the shortest run of the three shows um if you count the disney run with doug but it was the most impactful show in the cartoon world um, until like Family Guy and South Park came along. And the stuff that they did, the way they pushed the envelope on the Run and Stimpy show, this was something that like allowed Mike Judge to do some of the stuff that he did on MTV with Beavis and Butthead. Uh, if you go back and watch, I, I did do, I did take the pleasure of rewatching some Run and Stimpy show. Uh, so good like it still holds up it's it was super weird uh the creators did not want to make an educational show like they didn't want kids to learn anything they just wanted it to be fucking weird and it definitely hit that base i mean they had a recurring character that was a horse that would like get hit by something like a bus or fall out of a building 
And then someone would say, Mr. Horse, how are you? And he'd just go, no, sir, I didn't like it. That was the, that was just his thing. Did that make sense? It shouldn't, because it didn't, but it was perfect. Superhero named Powdered Toast Man. Um, Ren and Stimpy, for those that didn't watch this and lived in a box and didn't have cable, I'm sorry for you. I'm really, really sorry for you. Ren is a little chihuahua, and Stimpy is a super fat cat. And they were the bestest of friends, and they lived together, and they had tons of adventures. And they'd often play roles of different things, like they were firemen. Um, they, <laughs> they painted themselves like Dalmatians and pretended to be firemen. Um, really just stupid stuff. Stimpy wins a poem, I think, in the pilot episode, or maybe just the first episode of the season, because I think the pilot... Is technically the first episode of the second season. The order ended up getting aired. I'm not sure. But he wins a contest for Kitty Litter. Where he wins like millions and millions of dollars. Because he wrote the best Kitty Litter poem. They come to give him the check. And Ren goes, no, I I wrote the poem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this. But it's too late now. I'll give you a Ren and Stimpy impression. Stimpy, you idiot! That's the best I can do. That's my best Ren. I wrote the poem! Um, always very screamy. And uh, Stimpy was always very joyful. In fact, they had a song called Happy Happy Joy Joy. Let's listen to that for a second. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. Oh, oh, joy. I can't do Stimpy. Whatever. Uh, original production company Spumco was constantly battling it out with Nickelodeon's standards and practices department, like I said. And uh, many segments were removed before airing. And that included crosses, like there was an episode with the Pope where they took the cross off his hat and then credited him as pointy hat guy, because they're like, yeah, we can't have the Pope do that. Um, they had alcohol references, they had, they had the burning of the Constitution, they had a lot of stuff that had to be cut out or uh, edited. The side characters, like I mentioned, Mr. Horse... Uh, the Shaving Yak, Muddy Mud Skipper, Powdered Toast Man. They spun off into a comic book series. Uh, Ren and Stimpy was the best. The, it was just so nonsensical, weird, creative genius. It's very strange. Um, and I don't think things like Family Guy would get away with the crap they do today. If it wasn't for Ren and Stimpy. When you think of the randomness, like Peter's fucking flashbacks, are like, oh, I once had a fish at Tom Cruise's house at Christmas time. And you're like, what? That doesn't. What? Ren and Stimpy, man. That's what the whole damn show was. And it was fantastic. There was always like a loose plot line for each episode, but you know, whatever. Um, and each episode was two different stories. So it's two 15 minute stories for a half hour which what does that work out with commercials two 10 minute segments and it was just great it was just the best 
it was a staple in my childhood. I still have my plush toys of each Ren and Stimpy, and when you squeeze them, uh, they fart. Of course. What what did you expect? Um, Stimpy's little whoopee cushion release is out his tongue, so when he farts, his tongue flaps. That's a little weird. But hilarious. Why? Because it was like the greatest show. So I encourage you, go out there. Um, if you don't find anything streaming, just go on YouTube. You can find plenty of stuff. Watch Ren and Stimpy. Watch Doug. Watch Rugrats. If you have kids, give them Rugrats and Doug. If you want to give them Ren and Stimpy. I mean, it definitely curbed my creative juices, if you will. But damn, that show Cray. I love it, though. I love it so much. That is going to do it for episode 15. I want to thank Rory, uh, my buddy up at Blackthorn Pub, for letting me bring my mic in and record in his super crowded, super loud pub while they were having their cellar event. And for tapping all those great beers. That was very delicious. I dream about it on a regular basis. And um, I want to thank Nickelodeon for giving Nicktoons a shot and really changing cartoons very early on in my childhood. I mean, 91, I was, what, eight years old. And that was fantastic. And you know, by the time school started, two weeks later, we were all talking about it. I can still remember sitting on the couch watching the first two, three episodes. I loved it. Go check it out. Uh, follow me. Follow us at beers and nineties on Instagram at beers and nineties on Twitter, facebook.com slash beers and nineties. That's a N D not the ampersands. Believe me, I tried and go to justinlandmusic.com slash podcast to read the blog, check out some links, listen to the podcast or just download the podcast wherever you downloaded this one. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but thank you so much. Uh, it's been overwhelming the the positive response and the global response i mean I, there wasn't a joke at the beginning I, we have people all over the world australia poland saudi arabia russia spain uh england thank you guys that's absolutely amazing uh send me a tweet instagram email me justin at justinlammusic.com let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. How did the 90s affect you? What's a topic? What's a good topic? And don't send me something about Monica Lewinsky's dress. I don't want to do a show about that. But if it's hilarious... Not saying that? Okay. If it's hilarious, send it to me. Let me know. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye! Hello, boys and girls. This is your old pal, Stinky Wizzleteeth. This is a song about a whale. No! This is a song about being happy. That's right. It's the happy, happy, joy, joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy. 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 Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. I don't think you're happy enough. That's right. I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Now, boys and girls, 
Let's try it again. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. If and you ain't the granddaddy of all liars, the little critters of nature, they don't know that they're ugly. That's very funny. A fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, 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 joy, joy, joy.